0: lovely listeners i'm sarah cubmore from homegrown learning in partnership with collage um, the app for storing all your home learning neatly in one place creating a wonderful portfolio for of learning for your young people it's so hard for home educating uh, parents in the uk to work out what to do in terms of getting qualifications for their young people and each local authority should have signposts to um, help families but we know that that differs very much um, according to what local authority you're with and there are some really useful websites but again it takes a lot of uh, research to try and find those websites I will list a few of those uh, that might help some of you who are in the position of thinking about what exams what qualifications um, your young people might want so um, I'm really grateful to have with me today uh, Emily and her mum Catherine and um, Emily's given up her time today to sort of share with us her her journey her story and um, and her mum's going to chip in with kind of what it felt like from the parents uh, perspective as well so welcome to you both and thanks Hi, for being um... here
1: thanks for having us
0: <laughs> so we'll dive straight into the questions and so Emily, were you always home educated and was it was it your choice or was it kind of parent choice what was that 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 initial journey like
1: um so i i wasn't always home educated i started out at a kind of a quite a posh school um nursery school nursery school um, we had to wear like blazers to class and everything like that. Um, so I had, you know, you can imagine what that was like. <laughs> I, I don't have very many memories of it, but I do remember it being quite uptight. Um, but then I, I was only in there for two or three years before mom took me out and put me in a Steiner, kindergarten. Steiner, Steiner kindergarten.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, and then
1: I had one year in the Steiner school, but again, I don't have very many memories of that because it was quite a while ago. Um, i would have been like 5 or 6 at the time maybe seven, 7 at the oldest yeah um my defining memories of that are like walking in the woods and things like that and drawing with crayons but um most of my schooling experience was in primary and secondary a proper established primary and secondary um and then in year 8 i left school fully and became properly home educated for that period and that was um it was mostly my choice but um you know for all things you need the parents to agree Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I things were okay in primary but they started to kind of slip towards secondary I was getting bullied I wasn't happy I wasn't learning very much um and I always expressed that I wanted to get out of school but um it was mum who really like took the wheel and went okay there, there was one incident with physical bullying and that was kind of the end of the line and
0: yeah
1: mum really like took, took the reins and went we're not we're not sending you back no you know this this isn't good for you you're not going to be happy if the school environment can't change we should take you out of it yeah um, and I think it was probably the best thing that have happened to me if I'm
2: being honest <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> Um, and and did you how the transition between school and home did you you know because I I, I found in particularly in a lot of the home ed groups that I'm in when teenagers come into the groups it feels quite hard for them to sometimes um, initiate friendships and things was that hard for you or did you sort of take remain friends with some of the friends that you'd had from school
1: um I did I don't think I remained friends with I, I had one friend who I've stayed in contact with to this day mm-hmm. um but that was somebody that I met in like the later part of secondary I'm not in contact with anyone I knew from primary no. um I think because I had experience quite young transitioning from normal school to Steiner to normal school again kind of coming out the other end I knew what to expect um, yeah. And like the idea of being home from school was such a relief because of all that anxiety that it didn't feel that hard to transition. It was no. very—I I kind of had a gut instinct as to what to expect, and I was so excited for it that it—it um, it felt like quite a smooth transition. It—it it, it was less of a like a job to do, and more of letting go of a big burden, mm. and you know, waking up in the morning and going, I don't have to go in. I don't have yeah. to see these people who've been being mean to me. Um, but yeah, th- this friend and I, I was friends with, we, we dropped out of contact after I left because um, I, was, I was only 13, 14. Um, and I wasn't really experienced with the kind of adult way of keeping friends where you contact them regularly mm-hmm. because at school, the benefit of school is you're around people all the time. It's also a downside. You're around people all the yes. time. <laughs> you don't really learn how to organize things outside, unless you're quite a social person who likes doing that sort of thing, especially when I was still a bit of a young teenager. Mm. And it was only in college when I reconnected with this friend because we, went, we ended up going to the same college. Um, oh. But yeah, as, as far as transitions, I knew what I was expecting. I mm. think that was a big benefit for me. I think someone who has no experience with homeschooling might find that quite difficult, like the shock of suddenly, there's nobody around except you and whoever's teaching you, whether that's your parents or a tutor online or something. I can imagine why that would be difficult. But for me personally, I don't think it was, especially since my parents were brilliant. You know, I think I'll be singing their, I should be singing their praises a lot throughout this because, you know. I'll pay you later. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mum organised things. Mum taught me. Dad taught me. It was. But you did go
2: to Red River, didn't you? Yeah. Two days a week. So that, I had that.
1: I had a, a kind of social gathering um mm. something to go to somewhere to learn something but other than that so you, it was you did
2: make a couple of nice friends there didn't you yeah I'm in contact with a lot of those friends um but and it's interesting yeah. what you said Sarah because that Sam Lee said that um the the kids who came straight out of school and went to Red River and I imagine this is similar with any kind of little learning community you said that they the the whole way of thinking about friendships and behaving together yeah. was different. And, and so that the, that transition from st- secondary into a learning community, they kind of bring that expectation of aggro and drama and yeah. cliques and if- Yeah, well, I remember what my you say? Um,
1: first day at my kind of home education group that we met up for social purposes mostly. First day I went in, it was a group of people my age or older um, and I was expecting to have to be on guard, but everyone was so kind <laughs> and welcoming. And just like extending the hand of friendship immediately. And I remember in on the drive home after the first day, I said, Mom, everyone's so nice. And she went, Yeah, yeah that's what adults are like. Yeah. It all is such a strange environment. You, you're not like that anywhere else unless you go to prison. No. You
0: know? <laughs> no, it is, it is, it is a very bizarre concept when you think of it like that, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and so so when you um when you started off that home. Um, education journey. Did you did you did you go into it in the the same sort of style as school would be, where you kind of had your subjects? Um, how did you organise what you were going to learn and and when?
1: There was like a um, a month or so where I didn't really know. Um, I kind of I was doing like projects on my own, and but at the time it was it was things I was interested in, so I was doing projects on like local wildlife, and mm-hmm. I'd pick one. Aspect of the local wildlife and learn it for a week. I spent a week teaching myself about badgers and cormorants, mm-hmm. um, and I think it was again, it was mum who did most of the mum and dad who did most of the sort of actually organising a um, an
2: igcse curriculum,
1: mm-hmm. um,
2: getting well, a, getting a tutor. If I just chip in first, that that bit that sort of transition in year eight, year nine kind of age, we um, I'd read the book project-based homeschooling Will yeah you, I'll yeah that. I'll put
0: that in the show notes actually yeah
2: and I've also got um the a, a, a biggest Steiner curriculum book so I kind of went and I got a Steiner maths book as well um and oh I, yeah yes I forgot about that. Maths. and so we kind of went okay the things that you really hated about school were maths so I just I wanted to try and reintroduce maths in a completely different way so we went out in the garden and oh and we got um I learned about the golden ratio and pythagorean theorem based on plants so
1: So we we, took we would take like leeks and cabbages cut them at the base and then put the ink on it and then print the pattern and you would see that it's the spiral of the golden ratio and it's like wow oh my
2: god suddenly maths is interesting again so (laughs) I wanted to kind of flip maths on its head a bit and just make it like not about coordinates and times in fractions together and make it more about like maths in the real like Mm. in nature because I knew you were interested in that yeah and then also the project-based homeschooling so I just sort of looked at what she would have been learning in Steiner school and sort of steered you gently in that kind of direction but at the same time with that kind of deep diving so she would say right okay I want to study seabirds and I go okay You know let's pick a seabird and then ask more questions and then making sure that you had access to like we went to the library got books we got you know obviously there's the internet and all that kind of thing they were
1: making sure that i was actually doing things with my time um uh because i i knew one or two homeschool children who they basically had been taken out of school and then had been let to run free Mm -hmm. and at that age you don't really know how to direct yourself properly yet and there were a couple of people i knew who really struggled with like academics and writing. And um, this was just a way of like, before GCSEs, like having a bit of fun with learning, like learning to ask questions again and enjoy asking questions and enjoy wanting to teach yourself something rather than dreading having to sit there and listen to somebody drone on about the same subject again.
0: (laughs) Mm, I I think that's where, I think there's there's a bit of a, a step between primary and secondary because, Although I know you know things in primary schools are pretty are pretty pressure orientated still, but there there's more opportunity. It's slightly more fluid. It's slightly more flexible with having one teacher and not having to move spaces for different lessons and finish a lesson promptly on time to ask those kind of questions. And I think I think it is a bit of a struggle for young people when they they suddenly go into secondary and it's like you know bell rings go everyone you know it's sort of so regimental, isn't it? And that doesn't fit with like people's thinking does it it's uh it's not it's not it feels enough. like it
1: was it was set up 200 years ago to teach you how to work in a factory and then never changed
0: it, well, you're you're quite right <laughs> that, is, <laughs> that is exactly that's why yeah. there's so many people you eat when
1: spoken to you eat when the bell rings you stop eating mm. when the bell rings you you turn your brain on then you turn your brain off and then you go home and you sleep for six hours exactly because that's what everyone does because we're all robots
0: <laughs> yeah a lot of um um Young people I've spoken to have who have it sort of dipped into school, done it the other way, where they've home educated and dipped into school to see what it's like. Have really struggled with the whole relationship with the teacher and them, and how didactic it is, and why is that like that, and you know that kind of um, that kind of um, sort of not understanding, not being able to sort of see adults on 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 the same level. So um,
1: yeah. Well, we actually we talked about that the. Um uh a big part of homeschooling is learning that um sorry my dog just walked in That's
0: all right. a big, a big aspect of home learning is
1: learning that adults adults deserve your respect because they have experience not just because they you should respect all adults ever and it was you know it was a jarring going from a home learning environment where i i went to a steiner school where i spoke to my teachers on a first name basis as mm. as equals um and then going into school where you just did not ever question your teacher your teacher was like the god in the classroom <laughs> even breathing out of turn or laughing at something was a problem and
2: i mean it makes it yeah. sound like you went to ballstool it wasn't
0: quite
1: that you know um,
2: but i think um i
0: but there is a real lack of trust from the adults that you're with that yeah. that, that you know it's sort of that's what it feels like to me is that the, the adults don't trust that you will that you will know the right thing or do the right you know do the right thing and so they have to it's a bit like I heard recently about all this um so many schools are doing one in one out of toilets and toilets all being locked up at break times and lunch times it's like really do we really have we got to that state where we you know really can't trust young people to Mm -hmm. go to the toilet sensibly
1: and that's the thing like my my class we were the we were the in my in my home school my class were like the the eldest of the group and there was yeah I remember there was such a mutual respect between Mm -hmm. the students and the teachers you know in the same way that when your friend speaks to you you stop talking Mm -hmm. when the teacher speaks to you you stop talking because Mm -hmm. you want to listen to what they have to say and you know we were allowed to go use the microwave and at Mm -hmm. break time so long as they knew where we were yeah we could go anywhere in the building we went we weren't relegated to one room or one courtyard and that was such a healthy environment for learning to learning to trust adults and speak to them, but also question them if you need to, and mm. kind of go, well, mm. you know, you know things, but I also know things. This is a transactional relationship. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, and then, sort of going into the qualifications and the GCSEs, how did you come about deciding, you know, what you were going to do? I know you did your GCSEs over two years, so. Mm. What what did you how did you organize that? How did you decide what you were going to do, when you were going to do it? Um, I, think,
2: that bit. I think well we I always can talk about the administration. The, yeah. There's the administration side of it, which is what you know And then you can talk about the um study part.
1: Yeah. Do you want to? Yeah, if I go yeah. first,
2: I'll explain what we did. Yeah. So some some people say that mum and I sound quite similar, so you might want to say I'm speaking. <laughs> <me>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically we um we sat down with Amelie and we said, right, okay what do you want to be when you grow up not kind of like specifically like yeah. what job do you want but what area do you think you want to go into um and she was quite clear she's like arts. creative arts it's <laughs> going to be either writing or painting or drawing but it's going to be creating and mm-hmm. we were like okay that's fine so that means you know you don't want to be a doctor you don't want to be a vet so there's certain things that we can just relax a bit about and just say okay you need to get your minimum in maths. We'd like you to get a minimum level of like science education, because Mm -hmm. we think that's really important just to go about your daily life. Avoid misinformation. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) Understanding, understanding how your body works, understanding how the world works. It's just, you know, it's just useful stuff. But everything else, we will gear towards what you want to do in the future. Um, And so from that, we kind of worked out that you needed to, you, you know the, the um, GCSEs that you wanted to do were go on I wanted to do English language English literature
1: history but specifically international history mm. um, as well as French. French but that was just because I liked French yeah um, that you wasn't really enjoyed French that Spanish wasn't Spanish. any particular like I want to pursue a career in French I just really enjoyed learning languages
2: and so French English yeah. history science maths and then um I did an arts... And then through yeah. Red River, she did her Silver Arts Award, which was sort of like mm. moving into that kind of art And thing. in the second and year... I knew, I knew that that was
1: available. Yeah, and, and in the second year, I did a... Wait for that. Yeah, yeah. don't...
2: <laughs> <wait>. Spoilers. <laughs> so, <laughs> with that information, um, we then found Oxford Homeschooling, yes. which is an online um, curriculum, mm-hmm. and we decided to buy the curriculum package for um the subjects that she wanted to do um so we also kind of sat down and we said right well rather than tackling all of these GCSEs all in your at year 11 yeah. we will do three well originally it was four we were going to do four go for four GCSEs in year 10 and then three or four in year 11 depending on kind of how things worked out so she could really focus like that year mm. um and so I bought yeah basically you buy the package from Oxford Homeschooling which gives you access to an online tutor and this sort of like big folder full of yeah it's literally a big a, a big physical blue folder and it was
1: like um different dates and different pages so like uh, in a week you have this amount of pages to do just get them done and then at the end of every module in the page there would be a tutor marked assessment a TMA um and you'd do that and then you'd hand it into a tutor who you were in contact with via email and that would just be them checking that you're you're absorbing what you're learning. They would phone
2: you as well, wouldn't yeah. they? We'd have
1: like that
2: this was kind of pre to to check. Yeah. Mm. Nobody did. Zoom making me feel old. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um and then yeah, so that and they yeah, so we we I basically bought those and I only kind of started that around the year 90 time because we knew we were going for things a little bit early um and we found you a French tutor didn't we mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna give her a plug the lovely Sophie Tolomeo at Le Loft Tuitions in Marazion yeah. and not just from the from my mom from me as well the person she, who was learning she was brilliant she was a ama- she's amazing she's you, you know you, and
0: you know, if, if, if we're plugging her does she do online uh, you know yes. could can that yeah. be? That doesn't. You don't have to live yeah, in cold so
2: water. so this. This is back in the day. Amelie was physically there, and actually, if you if you if you are able to physically go, um, she's she's so sweet, and she used to like, you know, she'd been making you kind of like French treats and stuff, and oh, yeah, we pause experience. halfway
1: through learning to just drink almond flavored
2: cordial for five minutes but oh, she wow. Feelings. It was brilliant. She was brilliant. Oh, gosh, wow. And, um, but so. That was, that was where we, that was kind of the, that was the plan. Mm. Um, Plans change, And then what we found out was that the French was going to need a little bit longer. Yeah. So rather than trying to rush that and do it in a year, we decided yeah. to just spread it over the two years that gave Amelie a lot more chance to kind of get talking to, get talking The to thing Sophie. about French
1: is learning French in um, a regular school, your French is full of holes. Uh, I've said this before. It's <laughs> like languages, you, it's really difficult to teach a group of children who all, learn languages different ways but it was things like you know you learn the script as to how to walk into a restaurant mm. or and an orange juice and if the person at the counter doesn't say that's 825 then you panic because you haven't learned any other numbers um and I kind of I realized I wasn't as good at French as I thought I was but that's okay it was yeah. I I learned that I knew a lot about some stuff I knew very little about others and um that first year was basically just spent filling the gaps and making sure I had a strong base to work off of so that I didn't get to like the beginning of GCSE and go what's past
0: tense (laughs) yeah yeah
2: um and we knew so um I was super keen for Amelie to study international history rather than the Mm. um Michael Gove yes Anglo-centric. anglo-centric british history um so doing the international gcse meant that she could do that which was great um that was brilliant and you, you really enjoyed that and then you did english literature didn't mm. you and maths it was in the <laughs> maths was in the year 10 and we knew that that was going to be the difficult one and so we went for it early um,
0: get it out of the way and we
2: to get it out the way <laughs> yeah um and there was it was hard daddy like rick worked really hard with you didn't he yeah there were many tears Aww. but we got it yeah, there's
1: a lot of a lot of like um, sitting down with him one on one and him having to explain the same concept to me eight times. But I didn't get it.
0: Do you um, think with the maths is it was it was it sort of something just a inner feeling with maths that you had, or was that was that something that's come from like your primary or secondary school? Was that um, anything? Well, I did
1: I did struggle in the maths. I was in top set maths. Um, mm. I'm not sure if they have sets in other- yeah yeah yeah. yeah. Um, so I was good, but. I was never good at just quick fire maths. Like yeah. you know, when you when you're in primary and you she learn, still doesn't know times two I don't
0: no. I don't. That's but the thing. But you're doing all right though. That's you the thing.
1: Eight times three, and I wouldn't know. i have to stop yeah. and get a calculator. Um, <laughs> and you know, all my friends could go like four times two, nine times five, six times six. I really know you can
2: do four times two. I can do four times
1: two. That <laughs> that one that one is okay. That's my pride and joy. I know what four times two is. Um. <laughs> but I couldn't I could never do that so I was I was good but I was slow and Mm. I I also just didn't enjoy it I never liked I I, I'm quite artistic I like open-ended questions I like being able to take multiple paths to the same answer or Mm. you know like how in English literature there's not really a wrong answer Mm. if you can back it up Yeah, that freaks some people out, doesn't Um, it? Yeah, some some people. Some people
0: are the opposite way, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Math was very like one plus one equals one, and if you, it it doesn't. Exactly. (laughs) It's like it's (laughs) such a. If you get it, you know, classes where you have a question, and if you don't use the method they want you to use, you're wrong. Even if you get the right answer, I never understood that. Surely, if I use the simplest method to get the right answer it should be right uh, uh.
0: (laughs) no i i hear what you're saying i do yeah i think it was more of a personal thing for me (laughs) i i was just interested as like to whether
2: I, i think also you know without um putting words into your mouth i think um amelie's brother is very good at maths dad yeah. is very good at math I'm not salty my math is all right I've forgotten everything now so I think there's that kind of like when you've got someone in the family who's naturally really good at one thing the other sibling can be mm-hmm. sort of like <laughs> I am not doing yes. that as a thing even yeah. if I might be good at it yeah yeah <laughs> anyway yeah so that was fine because we knew was maths was a means maths getting a, a reasonable maths gcc grade was a means to an end and that was yeah. all it ever had to be if you have maths in english you can pretty much go anywhere we would literally mm. have these conversations there would be tears and we would be going "Emily, you just have to do this and then you never have to do it again for the rest of your life just like it's just a few more months just let's just do it just like, oh. and it was really no.
0: just the maths that 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 felt like for you the yes didn't feel like that yeah, yeah.
1: It, was, it was just maths and like again that was the my personal dislike of the subject and mm. I think had had it not been maths you know because maths is so essential to everything you need a maths GCSE as much as I may not like yeah maths, yeah, you need, yeah. Maths GCSE, you need an English GCSE um if it hadn't been maths I would have dropped it you know yeah. if like if I had that dislike for history it would have gone i
0: we do geography instead but yes yeah you, you can, can, push s- can swap and, that one out yeah. <laughs> and um and how like in terms of um the Oxford Homeschool learning, did that set out like a timetable for you or how did you timetable your time? Um and-
1: Um, I actually had difficulty timetabling my time. Mm. Um time, 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 time. Yeah. I it was But that was a learning experience yeah Um, and I'm glad that happened what in that time period you know I'm glad that I had those issues while I was in the middle of studying for my first batch of GCSEs and not like in the middle of A levels because I would I would set out a timetable of like oh from this time until this time do some maths yeah and then I wouldn't do it because I had no direction it was it was that just didn't work for me Mm -hmm. and eventually I think my dad mentioned something about um, a factory in Germany where if you finish no, the school
2: in Germany, yeah, if school. you finish, if you
1: finish your work, you can go home. And oh, I thought
2: wow.
1: Maybe that what, maybe it's like, instead of setting from two o'clock until three o'clock do maths, I should say, do this page and this page in whatever time it takes me. Mm. And if that takes me all day, it takes me all day. If it takes me two hours, I finish early. Yeah. And that suddenly gave me the motivation that unlocked something for yeah you, and it? that discovery of what worked for me really opened up a load of doors and you know for some people maybe two to three do mass works for them
0: um but I didn't know
1: that and I don't think
0: I would have known that how to stay no, I love that I really yeah. love that it's it's so true kind of although although it is hard for some people because some things you don't you know you don't know how long something's going to take you so yeah. Um, Is about I guess in that situation not over planning yourself too much isn't it yeah
2: knowing what you can handle
0: Mm.
2: it did I think it it worked for you didn't it because you you broke your work up into little chunks Mm -hmm. and then and then you had that reward of Emily loves creative writing and (laughs) just loves it and she's like writes like prolifically and so you know her reward was if she'd finished whatever it was you know maths French whatever the homework was you would you would set yourself this little target and then you would have some time where you'd be writing yeah I would go and do literature tasks from the TMA as a reward
1: for doing the the history or something (laughs) because that was just what I loved to do and like that again the reward working toward a reward as well the carrot not the stick <laughs> that, worked.
2: that really worked for you didn't it? I mean mm-hmm. I don't know if it would work for everybody but
1: definitely yeah. and yeah you know, um, one of the good things about homeschooling is you have the wiggle room to find out what works for you yes um, a less stressed environment where because I think the one of the problems with school is it's a lot um like end goal based yeah everything you do in school Outcome. in in secondary is pretty much toward your GCSEs hmm whereas I had a bit of time to go okay I'm going to find myself and find my feet and then run from there
0: <laughs> which ultimately has got to help you as a young person going into you know college yeah. university future employment you, you know rather than getting into to, to the job situation and going ah um yeah and so so I'm assuming you got you were happy with the GCSEs you've got where did, how did you go about where did you sit your GCSEs because I know that is a do you want to do that yeah I I, I
1: can't remember for the life of me because I think I was (laughs) knee deep in the GCSEs but neck deep and then also being driven around and also studying and also doing this that and the other I couldn't remember for the life of me so I'll I'll pass over to Um, (laughs) mum yeah
2: so I that was tough and I I don't envy I'm gonna say I don't envy anybody doing it now trying to find exam centres now because this was five years ago Something like that yeah so it was it, it was mm. easy it was easier it was still difficult but it was easier so her first crop of GCSE she took at Mounts Bay Academy um, just because I happened to kind of I sent just emails to all the different schools locally and said do you take external candidates um, like her previous school wouldn't have her. Helston wouldn't have her, but Mounts Bay said yes. Mounts Bay is, and Exeter, I think, would have me. Yeah, there was some. There's like a proper exam centre place at Exeter, and I was like, oh god.
0: Yeah.
1: And
2: yeah. Exeter was, and hotels and stuff. That was maths, history, and English literature. Yeah. Um. And so, so we, we went there. They were lovely. The exam officer was just delightful. Couldn't be more helpful. She was no, lush. She was brilliant. I remember her. I gave her flowers. Yeah. Yeah. At the she end. was so nice. She was so nice. Um. And then. The next year, so that was all good. The next year I rang at Mounts Bay, I emailed, and I said, okay, can we take this, this, and this? And they went, I'm really sorry, we're not taking external candidates. And I was like, oh my God. She said, but I know we promised you to take French. So, um, because we changed exam boards so that she could sit French at Mounts Bay. It was quite complicated. Um, And so she said, but so you can take French, but that's all I can offer. And I was like, okay, thank you. You That's amazing. So then I managed to get her into Pool Academy to take her mm-hmm. science exams. <laughs> and then I found out about so through somebody um who'd done who'd organized the Silver Arts Award at Red River, yeah. she said that um Cornwall College were offering kids who are in home education under 16 the opportunity to do a level two arts award Mm -hmm. which is like an AS level yeah kind of I think it's midway between the GCSE and A level and you could do it for free and at the same time you could sit your English and maths GCSEs for free right I was like whoo so they were like it was it was nuts it was like one of these it's like there's this secret pot of money which no one's they're not allowed to tell you about because but it's it's to spend on kids who are not in an who aren't in education under 16 but nobody knows about it but if you do know about it you can ring up and you can get them to pay for your you're gonna pay for your maths and english it's just like okay um so we sent you off to Cornwall College to do this arts award and and then you were able to do your english language there um That was an interesting experience. It was eye-opening. Um, it was, that was a little bit of a change. of. So it was only it yeah. was three days a week, wasn't I, it?
1: I had some difficulties with the, the students there. They, they weren't particularly fond of me. Um. <laughs> it makes you sound like a monster. Basically, yeah. um, the... <laughs>
2: I mean, they literally admitted
1: it was because they were jealous of my art.
2: The kids, uh, the kids yeah. who were there were the kids who had failed their English and maths GCSEs and were being forced back to college to resit yeah. them and do something else at the same time. None of them wanted to be None there. None of them wanted to be no. there. It was, it was me and one should, other girl who we were, were actually we should,
1: studying. And it was like, they, in, in the, you know how sometimes in class students will be misbehaving and then the, the teacher will go, everybody sit down and everyone will shut up because that means things have gotten serious yeah not this school they would just the teacher would go everyone sit down and they would just talk over her they would throw things across the room there was a girl who got sent out for throwing a chair but she just walked back in again and sat down the teacher couldn't get her to go there was there was no there was no respect it was it was it was it was was insane it (laughs) was an interesting cultural moment for you yeah yeah I I had I have the benefit of growing (laughs) up with um parents who have the time and energy to kind of invest in me and my education Mm -hmm. um, and also the willingness to and some of these kids didn't have that benefit and you know I met so many lovely people there I met a girl there who I'm still in contact with Um, she was so sweet but some of them just were insane Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah in a nice way
0: yeah no i'm hearing what you're saying their
1: their energy is so high
2: and you're like how are you you're you're incredible but you're also a bit scary it's also the five counts of monster that they have yeah but it's incredible (laughs) but um so there was a lot of kind of you know should she stay should she not and we were we were just like you know can just try and stick at it because you'll get your level two art which means that you can go and do a level art and also you know you can sit your English language in the end she actually dropped out of the English language classes and just sat her exam and we did the English so that was because I was being that was because one
1: of the boys in the class um I don't know why but he, a girl in my
2: art not don't, You don't need to go yeah. into the specifics. But yeah. But basically. There he was... was threatening to,
1: he was threatening to
0: jump me. Yeah. Um, nice. So we just went. Yeah, don't I, I, was,
1: that. I was like, look, I'm not going. And they were like, you don't have to. As so long as you show up to the exam, we trust yeah. you.
0: They, they, they I'm sure they were very grateful of your data sitting on there um <laughs> I think they were anyway so yeah I can imagine I mean, I Sad, sad. Unhappy.
2: you got on it yeah, yeah. you were yeah. the girl they, she was a bit like you know like Harry Potter's the boy who lived Emily's is the girl who got an eight so, <laughs>
0: uh, and and then so from there where what were your you wanted to do a levels but I'm assuming did you stay yeah. at that college or uh
1: no yeah. I I went on to you know, we had, again, we had that the conversation of what do you want to do? Um, and I had to be honest with myself, I didn't know. I didn't know what I yeah. wanted to do. I told myself I knew what I wanted to do, but I kind of had the realization of, is this actually what I want to do? Or is it just because I feel like I need to know what I want to do? Because at that age, like GCSEs and A-levels, you're expected to know what you want to do for the rest I of know. your life, which is yeah. ridiculous. So yeah, 16,
0: uh, I don't
1: know. 16 going on 17. Um, so I just said, I'm going to do the things that I enjoy, yeah. um, the
0: Brilliant. things that
1: I find fun, and that will lead me into a career that I find fun. So I, my original plan was politics, English language, fine art. I had my heart set on fine art. I went into English language because I went to the open day, and it just sounded so interesting that I signed up. And I was going to do politics, but then I stopped doing the French lessons with this teacher, Sophie, and I realized how much I missed it you know even even I went a week without speaking French to somebody and I just I felt like Aww. it was falling apart in my brain and I, I missed talking in French and writing in French and thinking in French and having the, that level of problem solving that comes with speaking a language so pretty much within it was a, a week before I started I went can I transfer from politics to French and they were like yeah sure
0: <laughs> wow yeah I love I, it's good that they they were flexible with you mm-hmm. um yeah and um and did you enjoy the the college experience? Because Truro yeah. is a lot bigger than than most of our.
1: It was a bit intimidating at first because yeah my my school experiences were of smaller rural schools
0: mm. um,
1: followed by homeschool <laughs> followed by homeschool. Yeah. I wasn't I wasn't used to a larger school like Truro, and um, going in the first couple of days were a bit intimidating because I didn't know anybody. Mm. Um, I had no everyone else had friends from their secondary schools that they were going in with i had no one um but again you know if you're in an a-level group with a bunch of people especially french we were quite a close-knit group because so there's only about seven or eight of us all together yeah so all and got- at that stage you're
0: really choosing what you want to do so you've all got a bit of a common yeah. interest you? you're
1: all there because you like the course mm. and you like the subject and you have common interests and um i kind of i settled in eventually it was scary but it was it was still fun
2: you just cracked on though i mean yeah. you know there was yeah we you had to the bus like leaves from molly and a half past seven in the morning so how many is up a half past six every morning most days of the week I yeah. think like you you could ended up not having to go in on a Wednesday didn't yeah, you but second year um you know but she just yeah she just cranked yeah. on with it and like coming back to what you said about um organizing myself
1: being handy in college absolutely I had I think I had a huge jump on my on my fellow students for the first mm. year or so because they had no idea how to manage their yes. own time they yeah. had no idea you know the homework wasn't being handed to them in sheets and saying have this in by Thursday it was online you had to go mm. find the homework do the homework and bring it in without being prompted mm. and you had to you had to do outside of class work that was just to memorize things and you know you had to learn your verb tables you had to memorize the um the ab- create vocabulary for English language you had to make art pieces for art and I would come in with everything prepared because I was used to setting myself a target getting it done
0: mm. but
1: they weren't and that was of no fault of theirs because they're no. everything is fed to you
0: yeah 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 I can I can imagine Chased
2: that up. yeah and then 10, 4, and, and you know and actually um when Covid happened and it all went online Emily was like Oh, okay, well, I've done yeah. this. I've done online learning. <laughs> I, I've done online learning. I know how this works. So yeah, let's,
1: you know, let's go. And... Again, I was used to being it at was... home. You know, I, I'd, I'd had my month during TMAs and GCC prep where I'd had my dip of figuring out how to ignore social media. Because if I'm working yes. on Twitter, Twitter is literally a click away. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so hard to avoid distracting myself but I learned how and then during zoom calls and home learning and being stuck in house I was I was used to it I knew how (laughs) to get on with it and again I had a huge leg up on everybody so it just it kept seeming like being homeschooled was just giving me advantages on everyone
0: yeah isn't that funny (laughs) (laughs) um and so so what what happened after your a levels
1: um so I got um a B. I got two A's and a B um oh, damn. I was th- I was a bit disappointed in the B in French because I had a I didn't have a very good teacher in my second year of A level oh. and I felt like if it weren't for him I could have gone an A um but Sophie came in swooping in at the last minute I was I was I was, I was trailing on, on like a C nearly a D and then she we organized seeing her again via calls. And like, within within a month, I was back to B and A. And mm. um, I got an A in the conversation, mm. but B in everything else. <laughs> oh. so, um But, yeah, I, I... Still
2: good in French. Still good. Yeah, I always wanted absolutely. to go traveling.
1: I wanted yeah. to get up here before uni. But COVID happened. Um, and I thought, I don't want to be going to uni during this time. No. This is a very bad idea. So... I postponed all of the UCAS and everything. And instead I did um, a foundation art course, which I'm doing right now um, because it's free if you do it straight after college. Yeah. Um, And it's worth quite a lot in UCAS points, plus it's art. And I was, at the time I was like, I'm in an eyeing between doing art in uni or creative writing in uni. And I felt like doing a foundation would give me the clarity as to if this was what yeah. I wanted to do because it's a more uni-esque course mm-hmm. and I had that um and had who, do,
0: of, who are you doing that with
1: um true. college, true college still true yeah. College.
0: yeah
1: I had the realization of I love art but this isn't what I do what I want to do for like a career
0: no for me but that's so um, great that you've worked that out and you yeah. <laughs> used your time to your advantage to kind of know that before getting into uni and Mm -hmm. starting on an art course and thinking crikey actually this isn't what I want to do
1: yeah I think another bonus of homeschooling is you learn that it's okay to not know and it's okay to make mistakes so long as there's like any kind of learning from the end of it because technically it was a quote-unquote mistake to do the art course because I realized I don't want to do art for the rest of my life but yeah giving me the clarity to know what I do want to do yeah. which is creative writing, and I've signed up for um, I've applied for uni courses in creative writing, and they've accepted me. So uh, oh great, I fine. Got four great, yeah, I got I got four offers. Oh and my I gosh, that's unis. amazing!
0: <laughs> and so, when when do you think when are you looking to start a uni and do your kind of gap year? Is that
1: um, I want to do my gap year like this summer, sort yeah. of um, once the foundation is over, go traveling kind of see see the world a bit before I end up with too much debt (laughs) yes (laughs) and then and then like maybe in September maybe even next year if I really want to push it and if I really find my feet while traveling maybe uni
0: will wait even longer Mm. um but oh there's so much so many amazing things to see that actually you know really will impact on your life and your career I'm sure in 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 lots of positive ways from traveling definitely no yeah and are you you thinking of doing that on your own or have you got people that want to do it with Um, you or
1: i've got people who want to go um i've got somebody who wants to go to greece with me um and i've got someone who wants to meet me halfway in france um
2: i think i've got a friend in japan i've got a friend
1: in japan she might be going back to indonesia soon so either japan or indonesia depending on what she's doing um So most of it, I think most of it will be with people because I'm quite a social person. When yeah. I enjoy something, I want to share that enjoyment with other people. But I do think a leg of it will be on my own. So I have some experience um, by myself and travelling by myself and seeing how much I like my own company.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, is there any advice that you would give other homeschool children in terms of like wanting to gain qualifications?
1: um i would say it's okay to keep your options open um so long as you have like the base of maths and english um you can pretty much go anywhere i i knew a girl who had no gcses and she got into a psychology course in truro just based purely on her strength of personality and her portfolio of art um she had to
2: do her she had to do her maths and english once she was there but they still gave her a place but they gave her a place
1: it's like You know, there's no wrong choice and it's okay to not know. And I would say if you don't know what to do, go for what you enjoy instead of what you're good at. Because if you start doing something you're good at, as soon as you encounter any difficulties, if you don't actually like that, you're going to lose all of your motivation to keep going. Um, But if you're there because you genuinely love and appreciate the course and the subject and the people you're with, then you'll be able to find your footing when you encounter
0: difficulties and that's that's the important part very wise words really (laughs) yeah and actually it's 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 kind of lovely to think that people um the the sort of next generations will be doing things jobs that they actually love doing as -hmm. opposed to kind of like um our generation where it was all about you know needing to bring an income in and you yeah. kind of did whatever job would fit within that income and actually it doesn't make you happy really does it no
2: you've done not do you have any advice about for, for parents for, um, my parents as a as a parent I think um I think there's a lot of pressure on young people they are expected to do eight nine ten GCSEs mm. when they're in school and I don't think I don't think you need to do that as a as a parent as an employer I if, if someone gives me a CV if someone's got four GCCs or 10 GCCs I yeah. almost never look I, I, I've all, in every single CV that's ever come across my desk previously I think the only thing I've ever ever checked is what is their standard of maths, what is their standard of English, if their A-levels or whatever the next step they took didn't indicate yeah. that that was, you know, a given. Um, that was the only thing I ever checked. I'd never checked whether they had science or even, like, even, you know, you know, it's, in the, you know, the design institute wouldn't even check if they had GCSE design, or uh, what they got in that. Even at A-level probably wouldn't even worry about that, you know, that would be like a bonus if you know, if I was doing, if I was recruiting for a marketing role and somebody had a really good A-level literature, I'd be like, oh, that's cool because, you know, I know they're quite well read. But again, wouldn't look at it. it. It's it's the next thing that you do. It's the kind of, it's quite often either the work experience you've got or the degree that you've got and then the work experience that you've got. That's all that really matters, I, I feel, to employers. Unless you want to be a doctor or a vet or an architect or something (laughs) and then you've got to go okay I need to get 10 GCSEs I need to get four A's at A level this is what I need to do because this is the route I'm Mm. going down and that's like you know you know the path you've got to get on for that there's like yeah express way that you have to get on and you could always take GCSEs again later yeah
0: I was gonna say that you know actually
1: your life doesn't end when you're 19 and you start your first job it's like if you if you did gcse's in english maths and geography but then you realize you st- did want to be a you doctor. realize yes. busy, you want to be a historian or a doctor you can just go and take mm. the gcse's you again to, you just yeah. Yes. yeah
0: yeah yeah and fun. i kind of i think um you know you were saying about um colleges accepting home educated children yes. i'm really hoping that kind of collage the app that i've created will give give young people the opportunity to kind of show who they are, whether or not they've got qualifications. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the colleges I've been talking to have been really interested in that because actually it 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 gives a lovely picture of kind of all of their interests and what they've done. And actually people are generally more interested than that, like than like you say, having a set of nine whatever qualification uh, GCSEs. Yeah. So they were good yeah, points to bring up, thank you. The government is just totally fixated
2: on that for whatever reason, and it's just... Doesn't help. It's, if, as a, yeah, from a business point of view, it's irrelevant, usually, mm. you know, unless it's, spe- yeah. unless it's a really specific job that you're trying to get into. The, the three the three job interviews I've had, they've
1: never asked me about GCCs or A-levels. They've asked me about my extracurricular stuff, which was stuff I pursued because I had time on my hands because I was out of school, like sailing and things like that. It was it's yeah. always, I noticed you've written here that you like sailing does that help it's like oh yeah well I have team building and leadership and problem solving and they're like oh great and then they don't ask much Jesus's because nobody does <laughs> no
0: no they don't it's right. the it's the person and the attributes and all of that that they've got so um um but so I think I think we've kind of covered everything um I do think I do think it is sad that it is does seem so hard for home educating families to be able to easily organize and sit these GCSEs um, should they want to so you know I really hope that in the in the future the government will will shake up I know lots of people are kind of campaigning around that so let's hope that they make that a bit easier. And like during Um,
1: lockdown all the how these home educated students who just had no exams because they didn't do exams so you just don't
0: get your qualification this year. Yeah
1: it's like you just feel completely left out
0: (laughs) Mm. yeah um but oh my word you you do seem to have worked so hard and it's been really really lovely talking to you you've been so open about your experiences so it's nice
1: to be able to share what I kind of did and uh, you know I I almost said what I went through but it's (laughs) that that has very (laughs) negative implications um (laughs) I think yeah the the possibly the only downside of homeschooling was the the social aspect of it but even Mm -hmm. then um I picked that up quite quickly
0: (laughs) Mm. and I do think that that's quite you know we're in Cornwall it's quite rural it's it's potentially slightly harder to kind of Mm. and you do I mean as a home educating parent you've really got to get out there and kind of forge opportunities for your children and I think that's probably that does feel like it's made harder uh being in Cornwall um it does feel a bit like you're on Facebook like my child likes this and does <laughs> anyone want to meet up and you know doing all that dates. <laughs> yeah but um but you know I do think um like you say the whole social I mean it is a bit of a, a misconception that schools are social places because actually then mm. they're kind of they're not really they're timetabled and you know when you do have time to socialize you're often split up and doing all sorts of other things so that is um That's not as convenient as people We were chatting to
2: another, um, somebody who's just, they just finished, like just started homeschooling like this month. And then we went to meet them for coffee this morning. And we are just saying like, school is the only place where you are thrown in with a hundred other people, your exact same age Mm -hmm. and told to stay there. And it's like, you know, if I got a job where where, first of all, my job will be a whole mix of different people different ages and then secondly if i hated all the people there i would leave my job yeah if i hated my job i would get a different job so there's no there's no actual like amy said except for prison there's actually no (laughs) other kind of equivalent thing in adult life so it's not you know and i know you know because obviously you get the you get the pushback from family members and stuff when you say i'm going to home educate my child um and they come up with all these reasons like, oh, it's really important to get, you know, forge social bonds with like people your own age. And I'm like, well, is it? Yes. We all mature at different times. Yeah. You know, part of the reason that I think, you know, some people find it harder than others it, it, socially is because, you know, you mature at different rates. So like Emily had matured in lots of ways you can obviously hear her speaking she's yeah. very eloquent she kind of came out of the womb like that <laughs> it's like, you know she's you know she's a, a, a different level of maturity in some aspects mm. at that age than some of her other and I'm not saying like she was you know they, there's all different mm. kinds of maturity yeah. that? um and I think Office that's better than everyone <laughs> I think that makes it, I think that makes it more difficult to kind of like mix in sometimes um so
0: why
2: for you why force it why would you it's not it's, yeah and and, and equally
0: the kind of um you know some of us thrive on having loads and loads of friends and just being that real social butterfly and then some of us actually we just need one or two really close friends and and it just home educating gives you the opportunity to just to that, that it's okay to just kind of um yeah, I'm just follow I mean, your own
2: and you can be friends with grown ups. Grown ups are mm. right. Yeah, I was I was like 15
1: or 16 when I started my um, Red River group, and there were children there who were 19. There was one guy there who was very nearly 20. Um, you see, children, that's adult. Yeah, yeah. There were, there were children there who were 30. <laughs> 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 <I like that. laughs> yeah, and, and some of them were, you know, some of those people are, I still talk to to this day because you connect on your interests, not your age.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but anyway, thank you both of you. That's it's yeah. really, really yeah. great to hear your story. And um and I wish you, Amelie, all the best of luck with your thank you. traveling. Slightly envious of you thinking <laughs> about that. Gosh, I wish I could go back and do some of that again. Mm. Um and actually I'm excited to hear how that maybe influences or your your career. So yeah. I shall sure um you have to come back and (laughs) and and talk to talk to us about that um yeah and just huge thanks for your time really really appreciate that
2: so much no worries
0: and so if you've got any stories that you would like to share or anything that you would like us to cover drop us a line at hello at collageapp.co.uk. and until next time keep calm and enjoy the journey